Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Not once, not twice, but three times. They burned him. Same uh, play. Just uh, listen to Canty. Uh, Just uh, listen Car- to the man. Car- Carlin, I mean, it was cringeworthy when Sky Moore ran the same play on the opposite side of the formation for a touchdown. The same exact play. Oh my they just God. dressed it up in the receiver and made it the other side of the formation. It was the same exact play that Kadarius Tony caught his touchdown pass. You should be ashamed of yourself if you're a defensive coordinator. If you're Jonathan Gannon, how do you face the guys on the defensive side of the ball knowing that you didn't have those guys ready for that situation? You don't. After it already happened to you. What the hell are you doing on the sidelines? Are you just chilling out, hanging out, coffee housing until you go back out there? Carlin, the whole point of having those little Microsoft tablets is so you can look at things that happened on the field. So you can look at the still images right before the snap and make sure that everybody gets on the same page. It was evident after Kadarius Tony scores that touchdown that they weren't on the same page. So get on the same page so it doesn't happen again because you know it's a copycat league. If they do something once and it works, guess what? It's going to happen again. And you let it happen again. And this is the number one pass defense in the NFL. You would think they would make some adjustments. But no, no adjustments. And that's why the Philadelphia Eagles, even though their offense scored 35 points, lost that game. Katia Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance, also on SiriusXM Channel 80. Listen, all true, Jonathan Gannon got completely outcoached in the second half of that game. It was atrocious, but, you know, they it was didn't also... Even, with- Carlin, Carlin, they did not stop them in the second half of that game. Let's be clear about that. No, they thing. didn't. The they Philadelphia didn't. Eagles defense did not stop the offense of the Kansas City Chiefs. You know the only stop that they got, Carlin? was the field goal at the end of the game. And the only reason that Casey kicked the field goal is because they didn't want to score a touchdown. They wanted to run the clock all the way down. They didn't want to score in that situation. Jarek McKinnon slid two yards shy of the end zone because they weren't going to give Jalen Hurts the ball back. The way that Hurts was playing, there was no way in hell Andy Reid was going to let that guy have any semblance of a chance to lead a drive to tie or win the game. Well, it shouldn't have been up to Andy Reid. Because the the penalty that was called was just silly. I get it. Letter of the law. I'm not going to argue whether it was a penalty or not. Okay? James Bradbury says that he held and it's a penalty. Okay. But the time when you call it, when you have not called it all game, when there have been two penalties called in the second half of the game, and one was offside and one was a delay of game, and he barely touched him. I mean, he did nothing that altered the route, that altered his chances of catching the ball for Juju Smith-Schuster in the end zone. It should not have been called. Here's John Perry, ESPN, uh, our rules expert, on the very call. Technically, there is a shirt grab. The angle is perfect, perfect for that deep wing official to see the shirt grab. But does it impact the play? Does it affect the route? Does it take a step away? Does it pull a shoulder back? Mm-hmm. 
I would say no. And we allow so much activity within that first yard, both offensive and defensively. I didn't like the call. I see why it was made, but I personally, at that moment, no. I did not like the call. My thing is, Canty, all we ever ask of our officials is consistency. If you're going to call a game a certain way, just call it the same way all the way through. If it was a blatant hold, I wouldn't have a problem with this. This was not blatant. It was a blatant hold. It was a blatant hold. It was not blatant. It was. about? There were two separate holds by James Bradbury on the route that Juju ran. How was it not a hold? You You just... Bradbury, even Bradbury, Bradbury, for it. Bradbury admitted after the game that it was a hold. That part is not up for debate. The part about was it a hold or was it not a hold, that's not up for well, debate. Whether it's blatant it or was, not is up for debate it, a little no, bit. But if Bradbury's <laughs> admitting it was a hold, then how are you going to say, well, he said it wasn't a hold. He said it was a hold, but it wasn't a hold? Come on, man. No, this, it's not this, blatant. The it was it's, not, it's not blatant to me is one that alters the outcome of the play. And that well, no, 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 hold on. Now, now, see, you're taking it, the outcome of the now play. see, you're taking it to a different realm now, Carlin, and I'm uncomfortable with it going here. There's already enough subjectivity in officiating. I don't want to then add another layer to the officials and saying, well, you know, depending on time and score and it potentially deciding a game, I want you to throw the flag or not. No, 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 no. I don't need to add more to the officials because they've already proven throughout this season that they have a hard enough time time doing the job that we're asking them to do. But oh, now but you want to ask, the best hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. It's been for years, like the commissioner but, said. But, but, can, I, can I finish? Can I finish my point? All I'm simply saying is, why are we then going to add another layer of subjectivity that the officials have to be responsible for when we already feel like there's too much to be involved? The other point that I want to make is this, Carlin. There are oftentimes that we see penalties that are called that have nothing to do with the outcome of the play and yet, in fact, it is a penalty. How many times are we watching a kickoff return or a punt return and there's a guy that's away from the point of attack that has a block in the back? And guess what? The play gets called back and the people that are coloring the game and doing the play-by-play, you know what they say? Oh, that guy was a boneheaded, boneheaded block in the back. It had nothing to do with the play. It didn't impact the play, but the official still had to make the call because it was a penalty. That's the same in this situation here. Maybe, you're, maybe it didn't impact the play, but because it's a penalty, the official had to make the call. So, again, I keep coming back to I don't want my officials to have the subjectivity on whether or not to throw the flag based on it being a determining, determining outcomes of the game. I don't want that, Carlin. I don't want them to make penalty calls or have non-calls based on how they feel it could impact the game. No, that's I want not what the make, official. That's not what the official's responsibility is. I want them to make it based on consistency, and they haven't called it the entire game. And I know that Juju Smith-Schuster did not even turn around or even react, did not throw his arms in the air. Because he hadn't been anything. getting the call all game. But it, he, reacted, spot, he reacted when, one time, it, and he didn't get he the gets, call. Canty, if he gets held up on third down in that situation, and he, he he's going to make a call, he's going to throw his arms up, he's going to complain if he even felt like he got remotely touched in that spot. If it, you're no doing that all early. game and you're talking to the officials and they're not throwing a flag, what makes you think that you being up in arms is going to change that outcome? It's uh, not. Uh, listen, sometimes it happens. Sometimes, sometimes there's a lot of people complaining that they throw a flag late. It happens. We know yeah, it, it does. Yeah, it, it happens, Carla, but if you've been doing aside, it for three quarters, 
And you don't get the call, guess what? You're probably not going to do it in that spot because you're probably thinking you're not going to get the call. So if you don't call it all game, don't make it. And then here's the other thing. What really bothers me the most about it is that is the biggest problem with the officiating in the the last uh, season or two. Mm. It affects the quality of the game. It was a great game. Could have been even greater. Should have been even greater. You don't make the call. They kick a field goal, and you get a chance to see uh, Jalen Hurts with one timeout in a minute 40 to see if he can come back and do the same thing to Mahomes. That, to me, the officials got in the way of the quality of the game and of the fact that while they're trying to do the right thing, that's that's getting away from what you've done all day, all day Mm -hmm. long. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, RVs, for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. All right, let's get to a couple of calls because we've had some people who have been patient. How about Marcus in Arizona up first on ESPN Radio right here? Marcus, what's going on? Uh, What's going on, gentlemen? Enjoy your show as always. Um, I'll be real quick. I think, um, I mean, he put the he put the he put the call in the ref hand. It was a legitimate penalty, and the ref called it. So, I mean, it is what it is. That's you know that's what I would say on that. And then on the other thing, I think from a Mahomes perspective, I just think that they've had a giant chip on their shoulder, Mahomes and the rest of that team, um, that just fueled them throughout the year. You know, first it was the preseason. They were going to backslide because they lost Tyreek Hill. Then they put Josh, anointed Josh Allen as the top quarterback. Then it was Joe Burrow after that. Then you had the whole Joe. I just think Mahomes and them felt like no every at every turn they were getting, you know, kind of just dismissed. And then the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, I really don't get this. You can't see this is one thing I've struggled with here. I know that people have. Uh, talked about this. I know that, dear God, no, I know that the Chiefs have talked about this, that they've been utterly disrespected here all season long. That I don't see. I, no, I don't see that. I, I don't see that either. I had the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl coming into this season, Carlin. My Super Bowl picks were Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I was off with the NFC side, but I mean, I thought the Philadelphia Eagles would be the class of the NFC East. I, I mean, I don't feel like people were disrespecting Kansas City at all. I think we were looking at the talent on both of these teams coming into Super Bowl 57 and saying the Eagles have a more talented roster. But, Carlin, I've always contended that the best talent doesn't always make the best teams, but the best teams always win. And there's something to be said for chemistry report. There's also something to be said for coaching. There's also something to be said for having a generational talent at the most important position in all of team sports, and that is Pat Mahomes. And so when you have a distinct advantage – with your head coach and your quarterback, you're going to give yourself an opportunity to win games like this. And that's exactly what happened. Gary in Vegas is up next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Gary. Hey, how y'all doing? Good. What's you know, up? If, I was that, if I'm not mistaken, that was a third down play, wasn't it? It was. It wasn't a fourth down play. It was a third down play. Yeah. Okay. Say it's not called. No, we lost him. I think he was going to say that Andy Reid could have gone for it, which uh, not in that spot. Andy and, Reid's not going for it on third and eight. 
You got to kick the field goal. He's got to kick the field goal on fourth. You got to kick the field goal. I mean, I mean, it, it, I mean. Listen, if you don't kick the field goal, you're probably going to lose. Yeah. If you don't get it, so I mean, I, no, he's kicking a field goal in that situation. Jay's in Illinois. Up next on ESPN Radio, Jay, what do you got, dude? Carlin, I'm sorry, man. You are out of your mind. Why is that? <laughs> hey, look. Just because he didn't throw his hands up and everything, you know, complaining. It's the Super Bowl. He's trying to go make the play still. And a lot of people want to say, oh, he's, he's not going to make the catch anyway. How many people would have thought, had they thrown a flag back in Super Bowl 43 when Santonio Holmes made that catch in the back of the end zone? If he would have been fouled there, how many people would have said, yeah, he's not going to make that catch anyway? Well, he did. Come on, come on, listen, take it. You can say whatever you want in the spot, okay? You want to say he would have made the catch, he would have had an opportunity to make the catch, that's fine. When him not throwing the hands up and not complaining at all, all I know is that every receiver I ever see screams and yells when they don't get the ball, when they get breathed on wrong. Yeah, but we saw Juju do that earlier in the game, and it didn't help in terms of getting calls throughout the game, whether it was DPI or defensive holding. So I'm just saying if it's been officiated one way for three and a half quarters, what makes you think in that spot you throwing your hands up is going to change the way the officials view it? (laughs) That's fair. I guess I would say they should have called it that way, the way they had for three and a half quarters. But – but that, there's no listen. arguing whether or not it's a penalty, though. And that's that's my point, Carlos. Yeah. Like, there's no arguing whether or not it's a penalty. James Bradbury admitted it was a penalty. The, the question is, should the refs have the discretion to make the call or not make the call based on time and score? And I'm saying that they shouldn't. Well, what I'm excited about is a little over from an hour from now, we can ask the Super Bowl MVP about it because Patrick Hello. Mahomes is Hello. going to join us at 6.20 p.m. Eastern Time. Did I stutter? I did not. He will be joining us then. Canty, meanwhile, other NFL news from the weekend that got a little bit buried, you know, because of the Super Bowl, was that Jeremy Fowler had the report the Jets have inquired about Aaron Rodgers' availability with the Packers, according to sources. Now, we would have expected that, but they have now asked the question. And this is something that has to play out relatively quickly. I don't know when, uh, you know, he gets back from uh, the darkness retreat or whatever that thing is <laughs> that he's doing, you know, mm-hmm. the cleanse, whatever he's doing. Uh, you know, are we going to send up smoke signals from the retreat, kind of like when we have a new pope, so you can let us know that you've made up your mind about the future with the Packers? If it's white smoke, you're leaving. If it's black smoke, you're staying. Well, is that how it's going to go? Anyway, point being is this. you got to get this going because you've got Derek Carr is going to be a free agent here pretty quickly. Yeah, so Derek Carr's contract for 2023, his salary, and a portion of his salary in 2024 becomes fully guaranteed on February 15th. So the thought is that the Las Vegas Raiders will cut him before that contract becomes fully guaranteed for the next couple of years. And Carlin, I think if you're the New York Jets, you've kind of got to know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do and what the Packers are willing to do before you decide on passing 
Derek Carr up in free agency because he's going to hit free agency about a month before other quarterbacks can potentially hit free agency. So once he's cut by the Las Vegas Raiders, he's free to sign with whomever he chooses. And if you're the Jets, that's the second best quarterback that's believed to be available this offseason, free agency or trade or otherwise. And Carlin, you just can't pass up on a guy that's that as talented as Derek Carr is unless you have assurances that you can make a move for Aaron Rodgers. No, it has to be done in your own mind if you're going to pass up on that because the Jets are in a position where they cannot be left without a chair when the music stops. Yes. Can't be because you cannot go into next year with one of your best options maybe being Ryan Tannehill. Like, they have to do better right now. If it's Rodgers, great. Let's get that worked out sooner rather than later. Uh, he has said time and again that he is not going to hold the Packers hostage. He usually says that right before he holds the Packers hostage. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm waiting for that to happen here again. If I'm the Jets, don't don't jet this. Let, don't me, let, jet me, ask you, this. let, me, let me ask you this question, Carlin. Are you comfortable passing on Derek Carr, taking a swing at Aaron Rodgers, and if you don't get him, landing on Jimmy Garoppolo? Are you comfortable with that scenario? Well, here's my only problem with it. I know that Derek Carr is going to go out there and play. Jimmy Garoppolo, the, the health concern, is an issue. So while you might argue that you don't think that Derek Carr is nearly as good as his numbers would indicate, I do know he's going to show up every Sunday. Yeah. I know he's going to be out there. Yep. And I know he's a good character guy. I believe in mm-hmm. all these things. And as you have pointed out time and again, when you look at what he did in the 2021 season with the Raiders – to get them to the playoffs with all of the massive, massive distractions that were around that team. That's an incredible feat. I would not be willing to wait around on Aaron Rodgers to make a decision. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm with you. I- I'll let him hold the Packers hostage. I'm not going to let him hold two franchises hostage. Absolutely so, not. So, yeah, I- I've got to move on with my plans. I've got to go with Derek Carr. Unless you're comfortable entertaining the prospects of Mike White and Zach Wilson, you know, competing for the starting job in training camp. I, for one, would not be comfortable with that if I'm Joe Douglas or Rob Sala. Um, but I think we'll get answers toward that depending on how they approach their pursuits of Rodgers. You know what I'd do if I was Zach Wilson? I'd go visit with Tom House or whoever else I had to to get my mechanics and all that stuff right. And I'd work with whoever I had to work with to get my head right. Because that's the only way his career is going to be saved. But if the Jets don't are going go to go on a darkness retreat with Aaron Rodgers and think you go come back better, though. don't don't do the here's what's funny and the pots of karma. Don't do all of that and think you go and turn out like Aaron Rodgers. You know that Zach Wilson when he was in college uh, at BYU, the guy that he reached out to a few times for advice was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's that's a bad sign, man. Yeah, that's a bad sign. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Listen, there is one particular aspect of the game last night that is not getting nearly enough attention, and it was the biggest factor. A reminder that one hour from now, Patrick Mahomes, the Super Bowl MVP, will be joining us right here on Canty and Carlin. Now, running your own business requires a lot of running around from bookkeeping to client meetings you run it all by the time you need to hire you've run out of energy luckily with indeed instant match 
you can immediately receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description the moment you sponsor a job. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Hiring can finally run smoothly with Indeed. To learn more, visit Indeed.com slash credit. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. Rihanna will be in my bottom five later, but not for anything that she did. <laughs> not for anything that she did, because she was spectacular. Not for, not for anything she did. No. So she is blameless. It's something that somebody she else is blameless did. in making an appearance in the top five. The bottom Correct. Five. It is something wow. that somebody else did okay. in relation to Rihanna. Okay. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. All right. We have been talking all day about the brilliance of Patrick Mahomes, and he has vaulted himself clearly, and, and not just through yesterday. He was the number one quarterback in the league and has been for a couple of years, right? Yeah. Fair yeah. to say. Mm-hmm. I think Patrick Mahomes has done a couple of things now through the virtue of winning uh, yet another Super Bowl. His first five years, he vaults himself into... If he quit today, he would walk into Canton as a first ballot Hall of Famer, hosting the AFC Championship in his five years as a starter, which is just amazing. It's wild. Three trips, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl wins, two MVPs. I mean, it's off the charts. So 
when we look at where you rank the quarterbacks right now, there is one, and then there is everybody else. So there is a definitive one in Mahomes above all else. Right now, I personally think he's in a, a top three quarterback of all time discussion already, and he's 27 years old. Yeah, but, he's top three, and he might not be number three, Carlin. He might he be may higher not than be. That. That, that's the crazy part about this, right? When he's not he talking not about be. Mahomes, he's in that rarefied air with Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, and John Elway, guys that have multiple Super Bowls, who have talent that's off the chart. They pass the eye test, and they basically change the way the game has to be played. Like that, that, that is, that is Pat Mahomes. I mean, Carlin, we compare him to all time greats because there is no peer amongst the other quarterbacks in the National Football League today. Like, none of his contemporaries are on his level. So that's why when we start doing these quarterback hierarchies, Pat Mahomes is in a room all by himself. But for the sake of the conversation, we do have to list the quarterbacks, and we have to rank them. I've got my rankings 1 through 10, and I guess since I'm talking, I'll go ahead and kick this off, right? Fire away. All right, so I've got Pat Mahomes. He's number 1. That's Tier 1, separate and apart. Tier 2, Carlin. It's two quarterbacks. It's Joe Burrow and it's Jalen Hurts. I know a lot of people are saying, wait, wait a minute. Jalen Hurts, a guy that the Eagles weren't even sold on coming into this season? Yes, Jalen Hurts, a guy that has a Super Bowl appearance, also has an all-pro on his resume, and Carlin accounted for four Eagles touchdowns in the game yesterday. 304 yards passing, 27-38, Carlin, and he also had three rushing touchdowns, 70 yards rushing, which set a record for quarterbacks rushing in the Super Bowl, and he had 10 first downs rushing in that game. Jalen Hurts, even though it looks different, is a top three quarterback in the NFL. So that is tier two, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. Now we get into tier three, Carlin. It's a group of young guns. It's four guys. It's Josh Allen, it's Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson and Trevor Lawrence in that order. So I've got Josh Allen as the fourth best quarterback, Justin Herbert as the fifth best quarterback, Lamar Jackson at six, Trevor Lawrence at seven. Okay, that is tier three. Tier four, we've got Aaron Rodgers, Tua, and Dak. So those are the tiers, and those are my top ten quarterbacks in the National Football League going into the 2023 season. Okay, we differ a little bit. Um, Number one – for the moment, although you can point to Burrow for two years, going to the Super Bowl last year, AFC Championship this year, I still, based on this season and based on what I saw last night, would put Jalen Hurts in front of him. I think wow, if, okay. if, if you have, but it's not two and three, so to speak. It's a little bit of a cop-out where I say Jalen Hurts would be two and – Burrow would be 2A. That is a cop-out. <laughs> yeah, but that it's is exceptionally... All right, fine. I'll take it away. It's an exceptionally thin line. Hurts 2, Burrow 3. Okay, but that is Tier 2, though, right? That is Tier 2. And you're Got right. It. There is nobody else there. Uh, tier 2 can... Depending on what happens this coming year, one or two of these quarterbacks that are on Tier 3 can join Tier 2. Okay. And I, I'm i with you. Same four on that tier three, but not the same order. All right. Right now, the thing that separates him is an MVP, and that's why Lamar Jackson is number four. Okay. 
I can buy that. I'm putting him there, and he has won a road playoff game, even though he wasn't great in that game. Still, I would put him at number four. At number five, and he hasn't won anything yet, this has more to do with the other guy and the way he played this year. I'm putting Justin Herbert five. Mm. I'm sliding Josh Allen down to six. Wow. Yeah. Very aggressive. But you you know why? Canty, you convinced me. The turnovers all season long, especially in the red zone, were just so bad. Like, that's got to be out of your system. And it can't just be about who your offensive coordinator was this year, right? Mm -hmm. You have to work hard to make sure that you are not constantly forcing it when it's not there. And that's the knock on Josh Allen right now. And what I would say is Justin Herbert really doesn't do that as much. And however I'm going to grade this past year, and I know I would argue that if you're out there, you're out there, Justin Herbert's out there with a broken rib most of the season. Yeah. You know? And that, and not that her, not that or Allen wouldn't do that, but still, I'm putting Herbert slightly in front of him, and then I'm putting Trevor Lawrence, who I I think is going to be right there. And then, you know, I guess I would put so, Dak. So that's the so that's the end of tier three. Is that that's correct? That's the end of tier three, and I almost okay. like, you know, we're we're at. Um, we're at six quarterbacks at that point, or seven quarterbacks at that point, right? Yeah. So you got eight, nine, ten left. Yeah. So I, I kind of mix and match. I really do. I, I, I would take, um, you know, Deshaun Watson was nowhere near what the guy we saw. If, if it was the guy that we saw before the whole um, harassment stuff, uh, he would be there. He would absolutely be there. Might even be part of Tier 3 still mm-hmm. because he had such an amazing year. Problem was they lost. They still you know, threw for 5,000 yards. They still lost as many games as they did. Yeah. But they're kind of interchangeable. I would put Rodgers probably eighth, um, just given his pedigree and everything he's accomplished in his career. Okay. I would put, I mean, I guess I would put Dak ninth. So you put Dak in front of Tua. I couldn't do that. I, I mean, as worried as I am about Tua's health moving forward. Well, that's the issue. What I, what I saw with Tua was markedly better than what I've seen from Dak. In re- of I, I don't. So, yeah, I, I can't even. You know, I can't even. The, what Tua showed me on the road in a loss in the playoff. I mean, in a loss on the road against Buffalo in the snow. That was damn impressive, man. That was a damn impressive game. Damn yeah. impressive. I, I, I know. Problem is, I don't know if he's going to be out there. That's yeah, the issue. I hear you. I hear you. I, 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 hear I guess. You. I guess with that in mind, you know, Dak was hurt this year too. Let's slide to at nine and Dak at ten. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, all right. So similar, very similar list then. Yes, very similar, a little bit different rates. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Patrick Mahomes, the Super Bowl MVP, is going to join us in 40 minutes at 6.20 p.m. Eastern Time. Your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, on the James Bradbury hold on where Patrick Mahomes ranks, frankly, now in the all-time pantheon where he belongs. It's top three, and it's not a discussion right now, it feels like. And we also, in just moments, will spend some time talking about the most underrated part of last night's win for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it has not gotten nearly enough attention. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You were high on the performance last night, correct, of Rihanna at halftime? I was, Carlin. I thought she did a tremendous job and leave it up to Rihanna to make some huge announcement during the performance. Turns out the announcement, she didn't have to have to use words. She basically told us with the outfit that she wore that she was pregnant. So, yeah. shout out to Rihanna. Shout it's- out to ASAP Rocky, too. I get why they call him ASAP. <laughs> Wasted no time with number two, right? <laughs> Wasted really no didn't. time. <laughs> Really did not, but I, I don't. I don't you. blame him. I don't blame him. She fine as hell, and she's a billionaire. It's a, it's a bit of a no-brainer, Carla, as you would say, a Lockadini. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I thought she was outstanding, and there is no chance in hell that you would get me on one of those platforms suspended. What probably had to be what eighty, ninety feet in the air. No Something chance. Something like that. It, and I, and I'm just standing out. I don't care how big that platform is. I no, like no, absolutely not. That's that's a hard pass for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now listen, I don't know that anybody's paying to see me down there anyway. If I'm not going to fall, as it is. Yeah. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. The one thing that I think is not getting enough attention, Canty, is the way the Chiefs' offensive line played last night. I mean, mm. that was a huge, huge factor in them winning the game. And it's amazing to think that a team that had 70 sacks this year and was as deep as it was on the defensive line with the Philadelphia Eagles, that they only hit the quarterback five times on the entire night and did not have one single sack. And at the same time, they they pushed around the Eagles' defensive line when it came to running the football. Yeah, and it's clear from the post-game commentary from all the players on the Chiefs' side of things that they took it personal, the fact that their offensive line didn't get the respect that they felt like deserved coming into this matchup because everybody was touting the Philadelphia Eagles' defensive line, their pass rush in particular, had they had all of these sacks throughout the regular season and the postseason, how Hassan Reddick seemed unblockable, what they were seeing from Brandon Graham and Javon Hargrave and others that this Chiefs O-line was going to have a hard time holding up. And, Carlin, 
they were up for the task. I mean, Joe Tooney and Orlando Brown Jr., Jr., Creed Humphrey, even Andrew Wiley. I mean, all of those guys played exceptionally well. And so we got to give credit where credit is due, even though they've been one of the most consistent offensive line units all year long. When you're going up against a defensive line that was seemingly as dominant as the Eagles' defensive line was, they were going to get most of the headlines. It's clear that they used that as bulletin board material, as motivation going into this game. And they showed up, they showed out. The offensive line for the Eagles didn't play poorly, but they had gotten all of the attention. And it, it's clear they overlooked it. And it's something we talked about the other day. Yeah, the Chiefs were second in the league in pass block win rate. Yeah. Now, they were right behind the Eagles, but still, that tells you how good they are. And I was really surprised at the fact that when we have seen the number one offense go up against the number one defense in uh, times past in the Super Bowl, they haven't been close. And yeah. the number one defense usually wins out. This was a very, very good defense. It was not an all-time dominant one by any stretch. But it was a very good defense, but it had a big Achilles heel. And that was other teams being able to run the ball on them. And I think we saw that last night. And when you get pushed around like that, I mean, it, it's awfully hard to sell how good you've been all year long when you get frankly, just dominated like that in that situation. Carlin, to their defense, they're not used to being in that situation because their offense usually blows the doors off of people in the first half. And that almost happened in the Super Bowl. If that Devontae Smith catch-no-catch doesn't get overturned right before halftime, we could be singing a different tune today. But the fact that it was overturned made the Eagles settle for a field goal. It's only a 10-point deficit, which is the same – amount of points that Pat Mahomes was down in the fourth quarter of Super Bowl 54, it was a situation, Carlin, where you knew that Mahomes could get you on the winning side of it. And so I think that's the level of confidence that that Chiefs team played with, especially the guys on the defensive side of the ball. They realized all they needed to do was get a couple of stops, and that's exactly what they did. But I don't want to criticize the Eagles' offense too much, Carlin, in particular their offensive line, because they did have 417 total Oh, yeah, no, I don't blame them at all. And they scored 35 points. The only thing that I would say is fair to criticize is Isaac Sayamalu's false start, which led to the subsequent fumble, scoop, and score for a touchdown by Nick Bolton. Had that false start not happened, it might have been an even more one-sided affair in the first half. So that would be the only thing if I'm nitpicking the offensive line performance from the Eagles. Yeah, I would not I would not criticize them at all. I'm talking about the D-line getting pushed around. And just more than anything, I mean, you look at those numbers, and it's hard to imagine they lost that game. You know, you put up 35, you dominate time of possession like you did. Every single statistical category on offense you pretty much owned, and yet somehow still Patrick Mahomes got it done as he does. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.